In today's episode, I talk about the easiest way to win as a marketer, and it might not be the advice that you think. It's along the lines of shut up and listen more in the nicest way possible. But did you know that there's a primary job of marketers? And did you know that 99% of marketing experts don't even do their primary job? In fact, they straight up ignore it and it's killing their businesses. So in today's episode, I'm going to tell you exactly what that primary job is, how you can do it better than anyone else in the world, and the grave consequences of not doing this job, plus a process at the end that will eliminate your need for ever having to hire a copywriter again unless you want to. So let's get into the episode. Welcome or welcome back to the Mind of George podcast. My job here is to help heart-centered marketers and entrepreneurs ethically scale their businesses by deepening your relationships with your customers, your employees, and yourselves. I'm a little bit crazy and I'm super stoked to have you, but if you haven't joined my crazy family yet, just go to mindofgeorge.com and remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. Now, couple housekeeping notes here in the intro. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review, even if you tell me that I belong in a mental institute and I'm just a little bit crazy, but I'm here to support you, I'm okay with that as well. Otherwise, keep listening because we have some gold for you today. All right, everybody, I am on a different level of excited for today's episode. Uh, I didn't realize how much I love talking about some of the things that I've created. Um, and there's a lot of times, and I'm going to be really frank, I discredit myself. I, I sometimes diminish my experience or my results, or I even weigh my success on previous results and then think that because... I can't recreate them every single time that I'm like a failure I shouldn't share and all these things that I work through personally. And I know I'm not the only one, which is why I'm sharing it. But today, I am super, 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 super excited to share about the marketing law that changed my life and changed my business. So I'm going to be sharing uh, my marketing law number two or my second law of the seas, right? My seven laws of sailing the seas, right? Because maritime everything with the lighthouse. And this one single-handedly probably saved me millions of dollars and made me millions of dollars once I understood how to use it. And the truth is, most of my career and most of the beginning of me figuring out business and marketing was spent focusing my energy on the wrong things. I spent all my time creating what I thought people wanted, trying to use words and copywriting and videos and courses and even recipes and everything else that I thought that they wanted. But the big distinction here is what I thought that they wanted not what I knew that they wanted. And this is where the second marketing law comes in. And the second marketing law is really, really simple. You have to listen intently to what the customer wants. Now, there's a big distinction here. Big, big, big distinction. We know as marketers, as business owners, that we are sharing a story, a product, a, a solution from being on the other side of it most of the time. Like we're sharing a product because we figured it out or we're sharing a course because we've solved that problem or you know, we're sharing a service because we have figured out something else that our avatar hasn't quite figured out. And so we stand on that side and we look back at them and we talk to them like they're there. We talk to them like they're in their after state, but the truth is they're in their before state and we'll tell them what they need, right? We know you need this, we know you need this, we know you need this, but all that does is push our prospects away. It pushes them further away because it makes them feel broken, right? The word need from a psychological perspective uh, creates a feeling of lack or lack thereof or I'm not good enough or something's wrong with me or something's missing, right? And so we know that that's what they need, but they're not there yet. They're not on the same side of the bridge that we're on, right? We crossed the river. We swam across, got really tired, almost drowned, made it to the other side and realized that 
we belong on the other side of the river, but we don't want anybody else to swim there. So we're going to create a bridge for them to walk over. So they're standing on the river, but they don't trust that bridge yet. And what we're telling them is like, no, come over here. We can help you. The bridge is safe. And they don't believe that yet. And so we need to meet them where they are. They have fears. They have things that they need just to take that first step. And that's what they want, right? That's what they want. And and our job, our job is to meet our customers or potential customers where they are and then take them on a customer journey to get them to where they need to go or the steps required to get to that after state that we are promising them. And this is where listening intently on what the customer wants comes into play. Now, in in our Lighthouse Method course, I did an entire section on this. I, I call it the spyglass method or ethical pirating. And this is where I figure out all the best that we have, right? What is the best content our competitors are creating? What is the best products that our competitors are creating? And what are all of our best customers doing everywhere else? And where do we source all that information, get it easy and do 99% of our work. So when we're done with it in like literally an hour, we have a roadmap of five years of marketing and not just marketing, copywriting, content, lead magnets, journeys, and everything required. Because when you do the work the right way, you get the path laid out for you clearly. And what is really important in that is that we listen to what the customer wants, right? So we ask questions. We ask open-ended questions. We engage with them in email. We get them to respond to our emails. We pull them on live videos. And the most important part of this is that you pay attention to what they say and you don't summarize it into your own words. And the biggest mistake I see marketers make every single day, all the time, is they'll pull their customers and be like, hey, you know, what is it that you're struggling with that I can help you fix? And the customer will be like, oh, I have bone crushing pain. I, I struggle with depression. I can't get off the couch, right? And they're like, great, you write them all down or you take notes, but then you'll go create a headline or go create an ad that says, are you struggling to get motivated that day? Are you just feeling a little bit sad and experiencing a little bit of pain? And then we'll be like, oh, put it out to the world. It didn't work. Why didn't it work? Because that's not the fucking language that they used. They don't understand that. That is French to their English. They said clearly, I have bone crushing pain, depression, and I can't get off the couch. And so you turn around and your headline better say, if you're struggling with bone crushing depression or bone crushing pain, depression, and can't get off the couch, you're in the right place, right? But the moment we try to put our spin on it or make it cutesy or create a cool headline that we think is going to attract people or say we're a copywriting ninja, we've already lost the game because we've complicated the process. It is really, really simple. Like if somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm hungry, I'm not going to say, oh my God, are you famished from four days of fasting and your glucose is depleted and you're now getting into gluconeogenesis? No, I'm going to repeat back to them. Oh, you're hungry. Awesome. What do you feel like eating today? Right? And we have to keep it that simple. That's where marketing gets complicated. If we do nothing more but spend most of our time listening to what the customer is saying, listening to what the customer wants, and then formulating a plan to deliver that and move them one step closer, we win. And the dangerous part about marketing is that when we think about marketing, most people see marketing as we're going out into the world, we're speaking this message, we're spending ads, we're, we're hitting up influencers, we're posting, we're posting, we're posting. That's not marketing. Marketing is paying attention, surveying the field, the landscape, and listening, using those two ears and that one mouth, 
and listening intently across the entire board and then formulating the message that deserves to go to the world that meets all the wickets and then disseminating it out there. Marketing is not a megaphone. Marketing is about listening and then inserting yourself into the conversation where your customer is to move them one step closer to where they need to go and you know where they need to go. And so I want you to focus intently on this. Listen intently to what the customer wants. And in the last podcast, I think it was, I covered marketing law number one and marketing law number one was everybody has to feel valuable whether they give you their credit card or not. So you better be writing these down because marketing law number two is that you have to listen intently to what the customer wants. And so we can't go creating things for people like or for ourselves or for our ego. And it happens all the time. And I'm guilty of it all the time. I get this bright idea and I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest idea ever. This is the greatest marketing hack ever. This is the greatest way that I could ever do this. And I go spend a week creating it. And the truth is nobody wants it because nobody needed it. I had an awesome idea, which is great. But my idea doesn't make sense or doesn't fit into the business if there isn't a fit in the market. I can have a billion dollar idea, but if the market doesn't see it valuable, then it's a zero dollar idea. And that's the truth. It's about time. It's about inserting at the right point in the conversation and having a solution to meet people where they are. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, million dollar ideas, but they're not ready yet. The market's not ready yet. People aren't ready yet. They're not at the stage where it works yet. And it's important that we understand that as business owners and as entrepreneurs. And so our job is to create things that our potential customers actually told us that they want or they need. And so when you think about this, you need to listen intently on what people are saying and what they're not saying by pay attention to their actions. And this one's really, really important. Like what do they do and what do they respond to? So when I'm going to give you an example of paying attention to what they do and don't do. So let's say you're a food blogger and you post recipes every single day on Instagram, right? You post recipes, you post the full recipe in the comments, and every single time you post a dessert recipe, you get 80 comments, 80 comments, 80 comments, but then every single time you post a crockpot recipe, you only get 10. Well, that doesn't mean that people don't want crockpot recipes, but you need to pay attention that there's a difference in the way that your audience is responding. And then it's your job to figure out how to bridge that gap. Well, if only 10 people responded, well, then you can poll everybody who asked or responded on your dessert post, why didn't they respond to the crockpot post? And you might be shocked. They might be like, oh, I didn't see it. Oh, well, that could be Instagram's algorithm. Oh, make sure you turn on notifications. All right, do you want me to send them to you when we post them? Or yeah, I love it, but I'm really just interested in desserts. I love your desserts. I love your desserts. And they're going to lay the path out for you to tell you what they want from you. But you have to notice in their behaviors, in their actions, or in their lack of actions, what they're responding to and where you need to make adjustments and pivot to support them. And so let's say you post about mindset and you do uh, a post a day on mindset and normally you're getting 50 comments, 50 comments, 50 comments, and then you do a post about mindset, but it hits a little deeper and you get the same amount of likes, but no comments. Well, you need to sit back and you need to reflect and be like, hmm, I wonder why I didn't get comments. And then it might've been a post about uh, depression, right? Let's say it was a post about depression and not, not acknowledging it, but knowing it's okay to support it or to share it and to being a part of a community. And all your other posts about like having a positive mindset, setting determination, you know, setting goals and nothing where they have to expose themselves by commenting. And then you look at it, you're like, wow, 
Why didn't they comment? Well, maybe it's because by commenting, they are publicly admitting that they're depressed. And maybe that's not something they're ready for. So now that's something I'm willing to hold and I don't need them to comment. I'm just going to keep showing up consistently around this while inviting them in. Or maybe you have an audience that doesn't struggle with depression. Or maybe you have an audience that hasn't even identified that they're depressed. These are our jobs. These are our jobs as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as people who have solutions to problems. And our job is to be observant and aware of everything that's happening in our space. And then we collect that information and we utilize all of those ingredients to make an informed decision on the path forward that we must take. Because you have to be more connected to your customers than they are to themselves. You have to know them better than they know themselves because it's our job to lead them. And so you have to remember that where they are right now is they're looking for a solution for something. They're looking for a path forward through something they've maybe never experienced. They're looking to do something they've never done. And they might know what the one step in front of them is or they might not. But your job is to know what the next 10 steps are because your job is to move them down that path to get them closer to that goal so it can be realized. Then they can achieve their dreams, pay you, become your fan, your advocate, your student, or whatever it is that you intend for them to become. But you have to do that by knowing them better than they know themselves. And then the only way to lead people is to know exactly where they at and where they want to go and what's standing in the way of their goals. That way, we can provide the modalities, the tools, or the resources to help people get from their current before state to their desired after state. So this week, this week, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pay extra attention to the things people in your audience are saying and what they respond to. And I also want you to pay extra attention to the things in which your audience are engaging with and not engaging with. And I want you to start being an observation. I want you to be an observation for a week. And start noticing things that you may not have noticed or looking at it differently than you looked at it before or looking at it at a level deeper than you looked at it before than just a transaction of a post of just a like or a comment. And I want you to do that so you can start forming hypotheses. Is that the right way to say that? No, start forming a hypothesis about ways in which you can create a path and test and iterate until you find that ideal path for your customers to take. So ask them questions, truly focus on getting to know them better. Watch how clarity comes on the back end of those relationships. Get on calls with them, DM them and offer to FaceTime with them. Go out of your way to connect with your customers so you can know them better than they know themselves. And here's the one tip I'm going to give you. When you connect with your customers, you should only be speaking in one way and that is in questions. They should be speaking. You should be asking questions and then you should be listening and documenting. And I would document verbatim, word for word, every single thing that they say and keep that on a list. We internally have documents that we create called the good words and the bad words. And the good words are words that our audience loves and responds to, their phrases, their terms, and then bad words, the ones that they don't, that they don't like, that are off-brand and off-color and don't work. And then we have another document of all the consumed feedback that we've gotten when we ask open-ended questions on emails or open-ended questions on Instagram or open-ended questions on Facebook, we copy and paste verbatim what they say into a document. And that is the definition of copywriting. Copy and pasting what your customers say and then using their exact words, their exact words to design a journey to move them forward on a path. So this week, I want you to pay extra attention to the things that people in your audience are saying 
and not saying, doing and not doing, responding to and not responding to, and insert yourself in that conversation to understand them on a deeper level than anybody else has ever understood them. Make this your focus and intention for the next seven days. Then let us know in the Relationship Speed Algorithms Facebook group how it goes for you. I mean it. I want to see it. I want to see the distinction. I want to hear the takeaways because you're going to find some gold that you never knew. And you might think you know your customers, but it changes every single day because the world changes, their lives change, their journey changes, triggers changes, everything changes. And we have to keep our finger on the pulse the entire time. And the only way to do that is to live in observation every single day. So that is marketing law number two. Remember, so far we've covered two of them. Marketing law number one, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back, is everyone must feel valued whether they give you their credit card or not. And marketing law number two, very simple. Listen intently to what the customer wants and it will guarantee your path for success. So until the next episode, remember that relationships will always beat algorithms and I challenge you to send five friends this podcast episode and get their booties to subscribe to this podcast. I want them. I want you. Let's go because when the world opens back up, we're going to have a podcast party in person. So let's get it. Have a good day and I will see you guys in the next show. Thanks for listening to this episode. And like I said in the beginning, and probably a ton of times throughout, make sure you subscribe to the show if you want to hear more. Now, leave a review if you like me. Actually, don't leave a review if you like me. Just leave a review if you feel so inclined. But I'm going to ask you because it helps other people find this. And I'm going to give you a little marketing lesson in the outro of this anyways. Go to mindofgeorge.com so you can get into our crazy family and also get a free gift my team and I made for you. Now, here's the thing. There's only four types of customer journeys that I'm sending you to one page to cover all of it. But our job is to give you everything that you need to succeed as an entrepreneur. See, what I want is I want you to be in our family. I want to be in a relationship with you. And I want you to have a win before I ever get a win. And so on that page, you'll see some of the best stuff that we have, our top podcast episodes, our free courses we put together, our free content. And there's one in particular that I'm super proud of. We put together a free 30-day transformational marketing course. Literally, just need your email so you can get in and get into the membership site. We talk about the two most important documents in your business, your lighthouse and your avatar sheet, which we now call the beacon of beliefs in your captain's assessment. We teach you about the conscious and subconscious customer journey, how to have congruency in your marketing, the psychology of email marketing marketing, the six email sequences that your business needs to have right now to win, the two most wasted pieces of real estate and digital marketing that you can fix right now, my special five-part email recipe, and how to reframe your card abandonment strategy so you don't insult people's intelligence anymore, plus whatever else I can come up with on a certain level of crazy, because my mission is to teach you that relationships will always beat algorithms, and I'm ready to be on your team, I'm ready to be in your corner, and it's time for you to win a gold medal. So make sure you go to mindofgeorge.com, and we'll see you in the next episode. I love you all. Bye.